is the audio diary of the 25th day of the first month of the year 2021. If you feel like my voice is muffled, that's because I'm wearing a mask. I'm going to pull it down a little bit. I am recording outside. Um, I am outdoors though, and I don't see too many people around me, so I don't mind pulling down my mask um, for a clearer recording. I am sitting um, on a bench along False Creek, which is this little beautiful um, inlet of, inlet, uh, inlet, I think that's what it's called, a body of water that goes um, into the land, like the body of ocean that goes into the land. Um, and it's called False Creek because it, it's not a creek, it's ocean, but it looks like a creek. Um, and so I am just on a longer walk today and so I am right now I don't know the sky was opening up it was pretty gray and cloudy it did uh, have a very light shower um, about 30 minutes ago and the gray clouds are lifting and there's a bit of um, blue sky coming out I thought I'll just enjoy the view, sit down on a bench, and record a little bit because I realize I haven't given you enough updates on what's happened in my life in probably uh, the month of January. So January has been really exciting and interesting in some ways. <laughs> Excuse the um, noises of the passerbys and <laughs> people are having um, great conversations as they're passing by. Um, so the month of January for me has really been um, a great month in the sense that it's been a month of growth. It's really been a month where I have um, learned and practiced grit. So sticking through and following through with hard tasks and challenges that are slightly beyond um, my abilities. So it really does extend um, who I am and the things that I can do. Hello. <laughs> a pretty little doggy pass by. Um, so, you know, I think the difference between grit and challenging yourself, uh, recklessness is probably the fact that recklessness is about um, continuing to attempt something that is way beyond your means, way beyond your abilities, which is, I think, what um, I was doing with Oko, really, something that was way beyond me. I wasn't going to be able to make it in the current circumstances and the abilities I had, resources I had, and I kept attempting. <laughs> Versus uh, what I think I'm doing now, it is definitely stretching me because it's a, it does push me beyond what I'm comfortable to do, what I am able to do, um, and it does or it is within my means and my abilities, but I am constantly on the edge of it. So, and I'm kind of forced to be, stay on the edge for an extended period of time. So what I'm talking about is in terms of um, faith, my faith life, in terms of my um, uh, personal health and the push-ups that I'm doing, of course, just teetering on the edge of what I am and not able to do um, and just pushing myself just a little bit beyond what I think is really my maximum capacity. Um, using that same principle, um, I've been practicing grit in the sense that um, I've been push, uh, creating a workshop and really running through the new product development processes that I've learned. Um, academically and in incubators and through through many means I've actually learned the process but this is my real um, I think one of the 
first time I'm applying the new product development sprinting process properly. And so what I'm do what I've been doing um, for all of January is uh, I did quite a bit of customer discovery um, in December. Just think about okay, so I identified a problem. Um, which was the fact that there were so many people who kept saying that they really wanted a meaningful career and they were really inspired by the idea of having um, impact on the greater world through their career and through their work, uh, but not enough people actually pivoting into these careers. Um, and I, and there was a great need for a lot more work, especially a lot more talented labor um, and more effective labor to come into the impact sector in the various mechanisms and for people to be more aware of what they're getting into, um, for people to have a bit more guidance as they're in, and a bit more of a pathway into the right place that they want to be and the place that they'll be most effective as a professional. And so I understood there was a problem um, and I had a hunch uh, that this was a problem I could potentially solve um, and so I started talking to a lot of what I would call users or people who might have this problem so especially professionals who are interested in a career in the impact sector maybe early stage or mid-stage and they're trying to pivot so I was looking for such people and I started getting into interviews with them listening to their pain trying to understand their processes and I developed uh, an idea of something that could help solve their problem which was my prototype one and then I got feedback from these users about my prototype one so um, the first format I was considering is a form that was essentially an individual coaching. Um, it'd be quite expensive, uh, so which the price really turned down a lot of people. Um, and so it meant that very few types of people would be actually able to benefit from it, which kind of defeats the purpose of this whole solution in the first place, right? So I said, okay, maybe not that. Um, how can we decrease the price how can we make it accessible for more people but still you know worthwhile as a business pursuit because if you did you know something like $30 an hour uh, for individual coaching that's going to be way too low it's not going to make money because of course um, in order to get to that hour of coaching there is probably an hour of preparation another hour of sales to get that customer through the door um, so it's really not a worthwhile business pursuit so I was thinking okay how do we make this work? How do we make um, the business model of the side work with the solution? So I pivoted to thinking about, okay, what if we had a bit of a curriculum and there was some kind of universal content that could be shared with um, within a small group and a workshop it could, could work through with a combination of um, some shorter individual coaching, right? So obviously the benefit of the workshop is that the cost of you know, basically who's the facilitator and the labor could be split between that small group. And so what I did was, um, and so what I did <laughs> was I uh, designed a little workshop curriculum. Um, I started pitching it to people. I started um, running quite a few different pilots. So I ultimately ended up doing basically three separate pilot runs of the same workshop, again, changing the version each time. And then, so again, really testing my prototype again and again with um, each with similar but different um, people. And 
I have now landed on my, you know, kind of third prototype, prototype V3, if there were prototype V1, prototype V2.0, 2.1, 2.2. Finally, we have come to prototype two, um, three, three, 3.0. And that is going to be a combination of video lessons combined with um, interactive workshops in particular so that the universal concepts and kind of the plenary of the um, workshops can be really shared in video lessons that people can watch on their own time because that doesn't require that much interaction and then the part where people who are working through and applying the concepts to themselves and their careers and their life is done through a small group workshop so it's really an interactive workshop where I'm really not teaching or instructing anything, but just guiding people through specific exercises. And so that is prototype V3.0. <laughs> so this entire process of pivoting so many times, um, you know, constantly coming up with different prototypes, testing early has been really exhilarating. It's also very tiring, um, but I, but through this process, I'm pretty confident that I was able to um, come up with a best the best format of the um, program that I could think of. Uh, of course, there, I'm sure there's ways to improve it moving forward, um, but we'll see. So other than kind of like the technical feasibility and how we make this work part of the equation, there's another part of the equation, which is the business viability. So will people pay and how, how can we um, how much will people pay? How much? How many people will come to pay this price if we set it at this price? And so what I've been doing is I've basically um, created a little session that was a sales pitch. And so people are able to sign up to this free workshop, get some value out of it, but ultimately be able to assess for themselves if this, the rest of the workshop is right for them and then decide whether or not they want to commit to the full workshop. Um, and just getting all these feedback from different people um, and testing it out, you know, actually just selling the tickets. So something that I have learned um, early is that instead of, you know, designing the entire product and not knowing whether or not people will actually buy this, you know, test what is called the minimum viable product or a smallest, you know, incrementer version of the, uh, of the product that really gets at the main value proposition and just present it in front of people and see how people will react because there's nothing um, that can really test sales as much as just selling, <laughs> going out and seeing if people will pay. And so that's the part that I'm testing right now. I have not uh, invested all the time that would be required to create the entire workshop. I have created the first um, section of it, which is the only way that this was going to be feasible, uh, because, you know, creating a, the entire program, which is going to be 10 modules, would, it would take me months. Uh, so instead of creating an entire, entire program from beginning to end and then seeing if the feedback is going to, you know, make it, make this entire program worthwhile or, or only, only learning later that people wanted a different format. It's much better to just constantly pilot, show it, pilot, show it. And of course, test the market by selling. And so that's what I've done. I've opened up the um, ticket sales and people have 
been um, registering to come to the free session, the taster session, and then people, and then I am still going to um, have to see if you know people will actually show up. People having bought tickets doesn't mean that they're going to actually, you know, attend because those are, as I've learned the hard way, two different things. <laughs> and then there's the the question of, okay, so people will listen to the sales pitch and then will they think they want the entire program or not? So will they actually end up paying for the ticket? And if so, then they will, um, <laughs> then yeah, they, then they will, um, We'll see how it goes. <laughs> if this doesn't sell, you know what? This was a great attempt. Um, and I'll just move on to something new. Uh, but I'm going to try my best to um, make this work and kind of... I do think that there is a real problem that I, that is to be solved. It's another question of whether or not I am the right person to solve it and then Whole, a whole nother thing of, you know, will this, is this solving this problem, something that people will actually pay money for, um, and on an ongoing basis, you know, in a sustainable way that can be, well, basically a business. So that's a little bit about the product development journey that I've been on for all of January. And so January has been a lot of hours of researching, creating workshop outlines, um, marketing, setting up Eventbrite pages, uh, um, facilitating a bunch of different workshops with different people, and so on and so forth. So uh, that's what it's going to be. I hope, I really do hope that this is going to be a successful attempt. Um, and that, my, you know, my goal is pretty simple. Right now I want 20 people. My, my aim is to get 20 people to actually attend the uh, first taster session and then from that first taster session which is free i would like to have six people convert into real sales so that they actually end up buying the first session and that's going to be for me a proof of concept that is that makes it basically safe or proves something to the point that i i can um, invest the next set of hours the next set of time an effort into creating the whole, you know, probably the first half or so of the program. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm pretty nervous. I, I had the first session, which was a bit of an epic failure because mostly because I did not understand how to use Eventbrite and the event reminder system. So people, you know, didn't have it recorded on their calendar that this was going to be a time that they were going to show up. And so, <laughs> so uh, they are probably going to, so really my first taster session is going to be tomorrow. But the good part about that is, is that because I rehearsed um, when I was quite nervous for the first taster session, uh, the second, what is supposed to be the taste, second taster session, but really it's going to be the first real group of people that I'm going to present this information to, they're going to benefit quite a lot. I'm going to benefit from all that rehearsal um, and just kind of the ease that I have because I don't, I'm not as nervous. I've got my practice down. No, things are good. So um, we'll see how this workshop, 
cells. Um, I don't know, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, I have my hopes up and I feel quite confident in the quality of the content uh, that is to be delivered. The part that I'm much less confident in about is my sales technique <laughs> because I'm not a natural salesperson. I have never really liked marketing or sales, probably sales a lot less than marketing. Um, and the part that I enjoy about business is really the new product development part, not the sales part. So yeah, that's been a bit stressful for me. Um, and so I am hoping that the quality of the content is going to be convincing enough for people to um, actually invest and try out the first session. I do feel like as soon as people try out the first session, they will be convinced because again, I'm really confident in the quality. The problem is, can we get people to dial in? Can we pe get people to show up? Um, that'd be cool. <laughs> and it would also be quite a challenge. <sighs> I hope this um, you know, entrepreneurship journey is something that you're interested in. Uh, if you are an entrepreneur yourself, I do highly recommend um, that you go through the proper sprint cycles, the prototyping, and also for you to seriously consider um, if this product is something that you can, that is slightly out of your reach or out of your abilities or your resources, not something that's vastly outside of your resources, um, because that might be reckless, <laughs> but something that's a little bit beyond um, your current abilities is probably an exciting challenge and it provides both motivation and also the room for you to grow. So I hope that is interesting and I would also love to update you on this in maybe a week or so uh, with good news. So fingers crossed for that. Alrighty, talk to you later.